the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Thanks for listening to the show. Another year, another day, another dollar, or something like that. Wow, we're already halfway almost through January. That's crazy. Didn't we just start the new year? Something like that. Anyhow, and anyway, the stories are a lot of the same right now. That's not a bad thing. It's giving you some time to figure out. Let's take a look at your portfolio and see how you feel about where you are. We ended last year strong. We started this year strong. Not every single day is going to be an update. I was talking to Daria Folsom, Cron 4 News, yesterday. And you would think the sky is falling. She's like, Robbie, 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 the market's down today. What should I do? What should I do? I'm like, we were at all-time highs like yesterday, I think. Or am I wrong? Of course I was right. But that's how people react. They get very, very emotional. Trump administration is going to expand COVID-19. COVID-19. I was like, is it 19? Yes, it is COVID-19. COVID-19 vaccination guidelines to everyone 65 and older. Uh, The benefits of being closer to death. Senate Democrats demand Trump fix failed COVID vaccine rollout. Coronavirus mutations are in the news. So far, not that bad. It looks like when you get a vaccine, you'll have about a year worth of defense. So this might be something we do for a couple years in a row. And suddenly the conspiracy theorists, I just saw Bigfoot on CNBC say something along the lines of Pfizer's a conspiracy theory. I've never actually seen Pfizer in the the woods. Vaccine's not real. So Bigfoot's even calling vaccine not real. And it's just a, okay, that's not true. Another lawmaker has tested positive for COVID after the Capitol lockdown experience last week. The Capitol lockdown experience. Yes, you can buy this tour now when you go to Washington, D.C. in a double-decker bus. Storm the Capitol. Someone will do it, right? Starbucks has pledged 100 million buckaroos, doleros, do-re-mi, Benjamins, to help small businesses and communities. That's kind of nice. When I see stories like that, I just I go, I just hope it's spent well. I don't know if that's the spendthrift in me. I don't know if I'm cheap. I'm a bird sanctuary. Cheap, 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 cheap. I don't know, but Starbucks is starting a new fund aimed at investing in community development projects and small businesses. The initiative is part of a broader commitment to racial and social equity. Not equality, but equity. Coffee chain has also looked inward to make its workforce more diverse by setting targets for its management roles and tying executive compensation to those benchmarks. 
I'm okay with that. 20-year-old self would have been like, that's not fair. I don't like quotas. 50-year-old Rob Black is like, quotas are okay. I'll find something else to get riled up about. Hmm. Casino mogul and GOP mega donor Sheldon Adelson dies. It's 87 years old. When I saw that hit the headlines, hit the wire last night, I instantly thought, I wonder if that's a negative for Republicans. Sheldon Adelson is part of a political action committee that really, like, for instance, hated Hillary Clinton, threw a ton of money at defeating her. And I go, okay, he's got $33 billion, roughly. He had been one of the most watched donors supporting President Trump's 2020 re-election campaign. He was a staunch supporter of Israel. Of course, Donald Trump Jr. comes out and says, that we are so sad to hear about the passing of Sheldon. And again, it's the cynic in me. Whether it's Republican or Democrat, whoever the mega donor is that dies, someone's going to come out and say, we're saddened by this. Of course you are. He put bread on your kids' tables. His wife looked a lot like Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. I know you're saying, I'm going to go look that up. His wife is Miriam Adelson. Tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, I don't know what, again, I, I'm just throwing that down there. Like, it's very, I, I'm very cynical. And again, I don't think that's necessarily a good quality anymore in this day and age. 800-516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Not a lot of great headline stories out there today. Parlor's suing Amazon for withdrawing support after the U.S. Capitol riot. I don't know how I feel about that one. I know a lot of Republicans and Democrats or liberals and moderates and conservatives rolled out yesterday and started talking. It's not fair that big tech can ban someone there. Freedom of speech should lie on them. And then Nancy Pelosi's like, well, if big tech's banning them, shouldn't we also? And I'm like, I don't know what to think anymore. My head is blown up. Frito-Lay has got a Super Bowl ad highlighting new products and football stars like the Manning brothers. Yes, we are now deep into the NFL, the frozen tundra. The pig skin superboliuscitis. Yeah, okay, I can't get that excited about it either. It's funny, I used to get excited about the Super Bowl going up. There's going to be 100 million people watching it. Eh, yeah, that's about how many people log on to Facebook in the next 20 minutes. Really shows you how powerful Facebook is as far as audience per day. Frito-Lay said it's planning three Super Bowl ads. One of them is going to be for the Doritos 3D Crunch from PepsiCo. Huh. Frito-Lay is, Frito is a subsidiary of PepsiCo. Pepsi owns Pepsi, Diet Pepsi. They own neither Minute Maid or Orange Gina or one of those ones. Um, they own an orange juice company. They own Doritos, which on occasion, tell me if I'm right or wrong. When you do a road trip, are Dorito Cool Ranch, Cool Ranch Doritos, are they not like, Almost refreshing. You're like, oh, I could only do this once a year on a road trip. The company's also going to run a portfolio spot. Running right before kickoff, starring the Peyton, uh, not the Peyton brothers, but the Manning brothers. And they're going to be wearing cute pajamas together. 
we used to get excited by this. Frito-Lay joins brands like M&M's, Pringles, and Toyota, and TurboTax, which have already said they'll be advertising during the game. 30-second slot ad time is about 5 to $6 million this year. Are you getting excited about the big game? I will say, I, I tend to land on sports now because I feel like I've watched everything on Netflix that I want to watch, and then I'm finding myself going, huh, this episode is sucks. Let's just turn this one off, right? So the NHL's rolling out this week. New York City said yesterday, if we don't get people back to work soon, there ain't going to be a city to come back to. And it was a duh moment by Donald Trump Jr. going, duh? That's what my dad said months ago. It's fascinating times we live in now. Ten-year Treasury jumps to its highest level in 10 months. 1.17%. The easy money is disappearing rapidly, but it'll slow to a crawl soon. That's good news, but the great news is behind us. I'm Roberto Negro, Robert Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I've kind of become resigned that the COVID vaccine rollout is going to be a mess. I'm not going to get too caught up in it. I'm not going to follow it every single day. It's been a weird 10 months of the things that you leech on to. I told you yesterday, and this is kind of humorous, that I, I, I'm not a big Twitter guy. I like using Twitter for 10 to 20 financial websites that just in case I need a story idea or I'm watching something that it's inane on television. I'm like, hey, let's check Twitter to see if there's any good stories out there. And you get the financial, you get some like European and Asian perspective. Love it for that. But during COVID, I started following Donald Trump because he was influencing my job on a daily basis. And then Twitter kicks him off Facebook last Friday or Twitter, off Twitter and Facebook bans him. And I found myself missing him. It's like that moment of the day when you don't have exactly something to do and it used to be check your phone and hit Twitter. Which I think probably replaced check your phone and hit Facebook kind of thing. Because Facebook, no quit. Cool. Not cool at all. But um, I find myself missing him. So I'm now following a mysterious account that looks strangely like him with a mustache called John Barron. It makes me smile but not as much as like trying to piece the puzzle of what's going to happen tomorrow on wall street. That's the odd thing is I felt like wall street last year was a simple puzzle to figure out this year. The pieces are looking a little different. It'll take us some time, but we'll put it together. The national basketball association plans to address its COVID-19 protocols to avoid more outbreaks. This is another thing that I've kind of become resigned to. There's gonna be hotspots and they're going to keep popping up for at least six months so we get enough people vaccinated that the hotspots kind of slow down. But then I still sense that we're just not a vigilant country. Israel appears to be a vigilant country. New Zealand appears to be a vigilant country. Switzerland? Oh, no. They did no lockdown and they paid for it. Not vigilant. No bueno. Trump warns impeachment is a danger to the United States and first public comment since the riot. He's speaking at the Alamo today, 
and a lot of people in media are concerned. I think that's sending a bad message. President on his way out going to one of the most famous battle sites in American history where Americans buckled down. And I would love to get a Mexican perspective on this. What did they teach Mexican school children about the Alamo? That's the day we kicked their butt. I don't know. What do they teach them? I was always one of those kids who was fascinating. Like, what's July 4th like in England? When we're celebrating our independence, are they like ungrateful Americans? We funded their expansion into a new world. We gave them religious freedoms, and this is what they do. There's always two sides to history, right? Maybe even three if you go for the truth. So the NBA says no plans for a pause, but it's going to address pandemic protocols to ease COVID-19 troubles. Um, I've got a friend who's got season tickets to the Portland Trailblazers, and I'm fascinated. Like, what's that looking like these days? Like, those 300 fans that are in the stands. Who's getting in? And I, I don't have time to expand that into my brain. But the protocols issue is it, it feels like it's just going to come with the territory now. That 2021 is going to be one of those messy years where people are like, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Oh, I'm going to wear a mask. Should my dog be off leash? Should my dog be on leash? Oh, I'm going to put my dog on leash. Like it, it seems like we are erring on the side of we don't know what to do. So we just keep going forward. Same thing with Wall Street, in my opinion. General Motors has unveiled an electric vehicle van as part of a new commercial business unit. Big story. EVs are, are going to be in fuego for the next 15 years. You're not going to be hearing about GM announcing a new V6 diesel internal combustion engine that pollutes, pollutes, pollutes. You're going to be hearing more and more about electric vehicles. For the record, I did some research on the charging station setups right now of non-Tesla electric vehicles. They are very slapdash. I'm going to continue to do research on it for you just in case there's a, hey, we can't all be Tesla. Tesla's got a wand system that's different than what everyone else is using. So to pull into a Tesla supercharger station, it's awesome. Awesome. Finish him. I know nothing about GM and Ford's potluck patchwork kind of thing that they're putting together. I, I know very little, but I probably know more than you. The financials aren't great right now, but the stocks, there's three of them and they're worth watching because GM unveiled electric vehicle van as part of its new commercial business unit. I get it. So this is going to be a, we're going to roll with this for the next 15 years. In my opinion, GM, um, Rumor yesterday, not rumor, eh, speculation, maybe probably more speculation. Someone speculated that Tesla should buy GM just for their factories. And I'm like, but you have to get the employees with it too. And the employees, the problem at GM, it's not the factories, it's the employees. It's the employees that retired 20 years ago, 30 years ago that are living off a pension. So when you go out and buy a GM Denali, is that the right company who makes Denali's? Part of the profits are going to someone who retired 10, 20, 30 years ago. That's not good. If you're looking for what investing is about profit. Tesla's back on the winning streak today after going off yesterday, up 50 bucks today, up 6%. Are you kidding me? Up 6% when the NASDAQ's up one third of 1%. Now I own Tesla. I know you're saying, when did that happen, Mr. Black? You've never said you've owned Tesla. Well, I own the S&P 500. And they're part of the S&P 500. 
So when you see the S&P 500 up, you know, 10% for the year, it might be all Tesla and the other 499 companies struggling. Not quite. Which brings me to an email that I got yesterday. Someone said, hey, I've got a Roth IRA. And I got Tesla, I got Apple and I'm thinking about selling my Apple and buying Tesla. I'm like, you can do that, but you're literally trading one sprinter for one super sprinter. At some point, they're going to take a breather. I'm not saying no, but if you doubled your money in Apple, maybe you sell half of it, keep your half, half, a half that you made doubled your money on. It sounds like they did more than that, but they're cashing completely and looking for the next big bet. And I kind of like saying, you know, eh, until you're good at those big bets, is there nothing worse than going to like a casino night? And on your, you, you've won all night long. You've won all night long. You've won all night long. And your sugar booger says, honey, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And like, okay, just one last hand. And you go all in and you lose. And you're like, I hate my wife. I want to, I want to die. I want to die. She made me lose everything. Oh. But Tessa's up big today. DoorDash up big today. What's going on there? Let's continue to work together and figure out what the stories are. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's that too. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Tongue in cheek when I say this. Airbnb is banning hate group members like Proud Boys ahead of the presidential inauguration. Um, I don't know what to say. There's a punchline in there somewhere about, well, the KKK can go right on in, but the Proud Boys need to stay out. There's a punchline there, but it's not quite right. Oh, we'll take Nazi generals, but no Proud Boys. We live in a weird time <laughs> on banning people. And the one that got me was Twitch. I get Twitter. I get Twitter banning Trump. I get it. Uh, saying things that look patently false in terms of elections. It's been a, a way that political parties have you know, discouraged people from coming out and vote that they didn't want to come out and vote. Um, everything's rigged. Everything's rigged. Your vote doesn't count. So why you go out and vote, right? That's back in the day when you had to stand in line for an hour. Um, we just live in a discouraging time. Let's discourage other people. So what else do we have as far as big stories out there today? I think the biggest one that I'm seeing is online sales. They were pretty darn glorious during the holidays. And again, this may be something that resonates with you as an investor. It may not. I'm a patient investor. I look at the big story. I try to figure out who the winners and losers are. Like online holiday shopping, instantly I go FedEx, UPS, and Amazon. Now, out of all those, I like Amazon the most. UPS the second. Then I would consider FedEx in the right circumstances, but I don't own FedEx, unless you count S&P 500 funds, right? Online shopping over the 2020 holidays in the United States grew 32.2%. You're going to be surprised by some of the winners. Let me give you a cheat sheet and tell you one of them is Dick's Sporting Goods. And you're like, what? That's right, Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> E-commerce sales during November, which included Cyber Monday, reached $100 billion for the first time. 
Let me repeat that. That's not a hundred million. That's a hundred billion e-commerce sales during November reached a hundred billion dollars. I've often said, and this is kind of right and kind of wrong. I've preferred Amazon over Best Buy because I used to really like Best Buy. It's kind of like Apple over Sony. I used to really like Sony, but I saw the writing on the wall when Apple came out with the iPod, Sony was dead for the Walkman. Same thing with Amazon over Best Buy. I used to like Best Buy. On the weekends when I was a 20 year old, I'd say, I'm gonna go look at TVs. I'm gonna dream about a 60 inch TV. Now I'm dreaming about a 120 inch TV, right? Back then I was probably dreaming about a 42 inch, you know, flat TV. But you go to Best Buy and you go, Jesus, man, holy mackerel, this place is huge. It's a mausoleum. Look, they've got exercise equipment over there and they got refrigerators. Who buys a refrigerator at Best Buy? Oh, and they got, and you would, you'd get caught up in it. Before there was Best Buy, there was a company called Circuit City. People would go to Circuit City and, you know, peruse the electronics. Online shopping in November hit $100 billion. As I've gotten older, and no thanks to COVID, I really don't want to go in stores. And I actually kind of like the idea. I needed um, a mouse the other day. I know you're saying, you're buying field mice? What are you doing? Crazy experiments like Dr. Moreau? No, 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 no. I needed a computer mouse. Um, so, and I needed it right then. And I couldn't wait for the three hours for Amazon to drive it to my home, bring it in, and chew it up and spit it in my mouth. So I actually ordered it from Best Buy, curbside pickup, got there, boom, hit stall 14 and it came right out to me. That's a big thing, curbside pickup. And that's where Dick's Sporting Goods and Target really rocked 2020. Online purchases over 2020 grew 32%. 32%. Do you know if you got a raise for 32%, your sugar burger tonight when you come home would be like, I love you. Take off all your clothes. I'm going to make mad, passionate love to my breadwinner. 32% raise. Or if you're a salesperson, you brought in 32% more revenue. You'd be like, you'd be the hero of the company. Online purchases up 32% year over year. Can you ignore it? You shouldn't. E-commerce sales, $100 billion for the first time ever in the month of November. Adobe came out with this big holiday season thing. Number of online spending days of a billion plus, 50 days. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, 50 days. Crazy how many days top two billion as well. In light of the pandemic, digital has become the primary way for people to connect, work, be entertained, and shop. COVID-19 cases continue to rise and more stringent lockdown measures are returning. Online toy sales. This is one of the reasons that giraffe is out of a job. Jeffrey the giraffe, Toys R Us, poor giraffe, out of a job, right? It's the world's biggest toy store, Toys R Us, the biggest selection, Toys R Us. Um, online toy sales up 60, 50%. Jewelry sales up 66%. Man, was there nothing worse than being a 20-year-old man, being in love and thinking a woman wanted a cheap bobble of uh, 
jewelry and you'd go to a jewelry store, typically at a mall, and you'd go buy Orange Julius and go, ooh, I'm going to get an Orange Julius. And you go buy Auntie Anne's pretzels and go, ooh, I'm going to get a pretzel. And then you'd be like, go buy a jewelry store and say, I better get something from my sugar booger because she wants something that costs $100. It's the cheapest piece of uh, jewelry you could possibly buy. I'm not a big jewelry store fan. And then you get there and they're like, hello, sir. What are you looking for today? You're like, I don't know, something from a girlfriend. So anyway, online, you had to go and take a look at it. And I, I had to be the biggest mark, right? I don't buy jewelry anymore. Jewelry category up 66%. Internet spending during the week of Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday accounted for just 18% of the overall season, which basically means that that thing of Thanksgiving is the time to shop. That's where the best deals are. That's where that's when everyone Christmas is over on Cyber Monday. It's not so true anymore, huh? Americans started shopping as early as October, also known in my world as Rocktober. We're going back in the vault. Let's take those old records off the shelf. It's Rocktober. So Target and Dick Sporting Goods, they learned that if you order online and do curbside pickup, they pulled in more revenue than if you didn't do it. Up 49% with digital sales compared with growth of around 28% for the retail business that didn't have curbside pickup. Interesting. So the e-commerce surge, wave surge, e-commerce serve surge, activity is going to translate into record return volumes as well. Uh-oh. And that's going to be a big old headache. Salesforce expects $330 billion in global online purchase to be returned following the 2020 holiday season. It's about 30% of total purchases. Hmm. Online retails returns are getting easier. Companies like Amazon are making partners to try to make it smoother for you. Elsewhere out there, yesterday stocks struggled. Every major index closed in the red. I saw that the 10-year treasury today, rock, paper, scissors, Trump impeachment, 10-year treasury. If we were playing rock, paper, scissors and we were to say, Online sales, Trump impeachment, slash riot. You can throw everything in a bucket of poop there. And you could throw in the 10-year treasury. 10-year treasury is the big story, in my opinion. It's beating everything else on what's hurting Wall Street. Deal with that as a grain of salt. Because I don't think the average person is going, that 10-year treasury, it's, it's really making me think twice about investing in... Uh, Tesla through Robinhood. Ten-year Treasury hits sits at 1.17 percent, almost 1.2 percent. That's a big material move, and it's going to need to be digested by Wall Street. If the next move is higher, it's going to cause a slowdown on Wall Street. In my opinion, I got what I would refer to as an upsetting email yesterday. It didn't criticize me in any way, shape, or form. It just shows me that people are really, really hurting themselves. The stock market had a glorious year last year. Speculative stocks had a glorious year. Apple up 80 plus percent. Tesla up, good God knows, over 400 percent. So I got an email from a person with a, a fairly foreign name that is pretty unique. So I'm not going to say the name. I'm just going to say A. He says, I just started with stocks. 
I have less than $25,000 to use. I'm not using margin. I will only invest cash that I have. This is my scenario on one six. I sold a stock, bought four stocks. I know already I've used one day trade on one seven. I added more funds to two of my stocks on one eleven. I sold one stock. My question for you is, did I make two trades already? I know my five day rolling starts on Wednesday. My next question is, what's your opinion of Robinhood? Are there any brokerages I would suggest? What do you think about SPACs? Anything I should do to learn to be an efficient trader? Yeah, take your time and stop thinking that you're a trader just because you've done four trades. Read a couple books. The New Rules About Money is fine to start with, or The Truth About Money by Rick Edelman. Take your time. Buying one and selling one and not knowing how many trades you did, you're going to have some tax consequences in an up market. I've never met someone who sent such a basic type of, of focus who did it for a period of time successfully. Be very cautious. You're not well-funded to be an investor. $25,000 is not enough. You should be doing something like acorns and accumulating wealth instead of trying to trade. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Gun stocks. El Bandito. Pistolero. That's what I think of when I think gun stocks. Like, I need a just a big old wrap of bullets that I can throw around my shoulders like right off in the sunset as a cowboy. I'm not a gun guy. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I totally get everyone's rights. I'm not against it. I'm not probably for automatic weapons, but that's just me or bazookas or tanks. You know, my dad was a tank commander in his second tour of duty in Vietnam. In his first, he was an intelligence officer and he counted bodies and ammunition weird to think of uh, what he must have seen. Different time, right? The firearm sales reached an all-time high in 2020 as Americans anticipated the possibility of additional gun control measures under Joe Biden. Okay, that tends to happen. It tends to be a regular story. Democrats are going to take your guns away. Better go out and get the FBI background check now because He's going to take office in how many days, pull out the abacus, left, right, tink, 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 tink. Um, um, probably a day one, he won't be able to get the gun sales blocked, but maybe day two. So people are rushing in now. And it's the weirdest economic indicator. You know, my favorite economic indicator is first-time unemployment claims. No, 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 no. It's the first Friday of the month, not every Thursday, the first uh, unemployment claims. But the first Friday of every month is the jobs report. And this is my belief, if Americans have jobs, that they spend their money. I know that sounds like an odd one. I was once speaking to a secretary of state, and he was like, hey, if we got everyone in the world to have jobs, there would probably be less terrorism and violence. Like, really? He goes, yeah, the have-nots are easier to radicalize versus the haves. I'm like, Got it. Firearm sales reached an all-time high in 2020 as Americans anticipated the possibility of additional gun controls. Um, this is fascinating. Shares of Vista Outdoor, 
Think of Vista as the big Vista. Sturm Ruger, Smith & Wesson, all of them increased after Wednesday's attack on the Capitol building, which it's not irony, but it is interesting to note that Trump said automatic 10-year sentence for anyone who defaces a federal building. In theory, everyone you're seeing arrested today is going to go to jail for 10 years mandatory. In theory. But I don't know how that plays out, or I don't know. I am not a judge. I did watch a lot of episodes of People's Court. And I have a great pitch, and I've, I've written a couple screenplays on it. I know you're saying, really? Or not really. I've written the idea down, so don't steal it. I've got a great pitch for Disney+. Plus. It's about a little seven-year-old girl who's she becomes an orphan and she passes her time in grief. All she does is watch Judge Judy all day long, nonstop. And, um, you know, Judge Judy's like, don't pee on my leg and say it's raining. And then this little girl grows up to be an attorney. I know you're saying, well, you could do the early years. You could do the later years. You could, like, there's, there's kind of a combination thing going on. And I know you're saying, genius, Rob, genius. I bet even Judge Judy would be behind this. I think you're saying, you've got too much time on your hands. COVID's locked you down for too long. You're loco with the cocoa. But anyway, Smith Wesson up 12%. Vista Outdoors up 10%. Sturm Ruger up 4%. Um, these are all big stories. I don't know how much I want to talk about gun sales. Like, you could invest in gun sales. That's the craziest part about Wall Street. If your kid plays video games and he's a fat oopa loopa child with type 2 diabetes because he doesn't get out, and yet you're watching your Judge Judy or your soap operas while your kid's in the back skipping out on Zoom calls to school and playing video games, you can invest in video games. But gun sales reached sales of uh, gun sales reached 23 million up from the previous record of 16.6 million in 2016. Whoa. More and more Americans are purchasing more and more guns. I don't know how I feel about that. It's interesting as a father, probably the worst thing you can ever think about is your son dying early. The idea of burying a child before you die is absurd. It's non-logical. I'm a big logic guy. I used to teach my logic professor in college tricks. Like I'm good at logic. And it's the one thing logically that doesn't make sense. Everything else can logically I can make sense of, but burying a child, it, it's got to be the ultimate grief. So I, I, I've got very mixed feeling about gun sales. The idea of my child being hurt by a gun or hurt by a drunk driver, Tesla's trying to take care of the drunk driver angle with automated driving, self-driving cars. I like that. Um, the gun sales is a problem. I live in a county where maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, some kid brought a sword to school. I know, odd choice of weapons if you're going to try to kill other students. He brought a sword to school. One of my friends is a principal, and uh, one of her teachers tackled the guy. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot to process. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. So... Capital riots equal higher gun sales, which are publicly traded investments. There's so much to look around and see that you can buy and sell. And I, I almost encourage you to think about it. 
but I'm going to leave that up to you. Consult a broker advisor to get an action on any stocks ever mentioned. I'd prefer you go with a diversified portfolio versus a story stock. But you see where I'm going. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.